when I was born, I didn't see electrical light until I was nine in Arkansas. I didn't see it an auto until I was about nine. You might call that the Stone Age. <laughs> and I've lived all this time. I went, went from the Stone Age to the stars. Your job is to go to the stars. in the glory how's everybody doing tonight Alrighty then full of peace <laughs> and the awe and fear of God wonder and that blissful feeling of the bubbles of heaven bubbling up from within you the spirit of prophecy the testimony of Jesus great glad to hear it this verse has been the verse of the day for me. Never seen this before. 
Job 28, verse 7. The path deep within. No bird of prey knows. Which means no devil knows it. And the falcon's eye has not caught sight of it. Job 28, 7. The internal path of sapphire stones, Song of Songs 5.14, the sapphires are in your abdomen, which means all celestial angelic spheres are inside the believer's spirit, and from them will flow rivers, because he spoke to the rock, and from the rock water poured out. So the river of life, which is the path of lightnings, will proceed from the planetary spheres as sapphires of living waters outflowing from your belly. Basically, it's going into the depth of this verse. John 7:38. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water for those who believe. We believe, therefore there are rivers. We go into the rivers and we find the rock. God identifies as the rock of ages. He is the chief and corner stone. He's building his house with living stones. Living stones. Which means our heads covenanted to Christ in our hearts. Christ himself said he was the way. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ said it. Now we're discovering the way. The way is a path of gemstones, celestial gemstones, that a believer's spirit has inside them when they're born again. That's why it is written, you must be born above and in water. What is that? You must be born in the way. You must have the way opened up inside your spirit. So Jesus Christ said, you must be born in the water of the living and breathing way to the Father in the above realm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> How can a man be born again? How can he enter his mother's womb again? Representing Bina, which was very... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> oh, man. It's a it. celestial womb. And it's real. And the Bible says in Acts 7 that the enemy had been counterfeiting that celestial womb. And the enemy had held the womb of heaven captive. That's why Acts 7 says you've lifted up your hearts and your eyes and your hands to Saturn or Remphon mm -hmm. and Molech and that's exactly what it says wow. which means they were using it demonically and they were using it demonically with knowledge Wow. School of the false prophets. It, it's so it's astonishing what you're saying right now too, with that that lifted up to that place of Bina, because that's literally what we were talking about yesterday, with the school of the prophets. That that one that represented Bina, which is Rama, is the one where it, it literally means. If you go into the root word, which we did, if you missed it, you can watch it yesterday. It's literally of the lifting up of the heart. 
which is idolatry, lifting up to that lofty place, it's either sacrifice of heart or idolatry in the heart. So that that's um, that's amazing. So this path of righteousness is hidden from the devils. Amen. The path deep within. Now I know over 99% of believers haven't found this path yet. You got the external paths. You got you can go on a mission trip path. You can hop on an airplane path. But you don't know the sapphire stone path. This is the generation that finds the path. That discovers the way. That becomes angelic. That's why it is written, the children of the resurrection are angelic, Luke 20 says. Because this path can only be traversed through angels. And guess what? The force of your spirit, the new creature, which is the same word as living creature in scripture, has such an upward force that it has dynamic transforming effects upon the soul and the body. But the spirit goes up first. That's written in Philippians 3.11. Obtaining spiritual and moral resurrection out from among the dead even while in the body. This is where it's hard. Because the mind is focused on the body and the mind has to be renewed to the spirit within. The more the mind's renewed to the spirit, the healthier you are the more that the overflow of your internal resurrection will flow through your souls and bodies, which be the quality of your mental health and the quality of your physical health and the quality of your relational and financial health. It's all determined by your spirit. If your spirit dwell in the realms of the dead, your soul and your body will have major issues, especially if there's mixture. Satan can reward his sons and daughters so it doesn't even look like they have external problems. But you're not the sons and daughters of devils. You're the sons and daughters of God. The issue is the circumcision of the heart to remove your souls and your bodies from the realm of the dead is practically unknown in the church today. The level of sanctification required so there's no mixture of demonic influence in the soul so that there's no pull into hell and heaven. Like gray matter is what Bob Jones called it. Scripture calls it the valley of decision. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. What are they deciding? God inside or the God of this world, which means outside. So your mind is basically the throne that decides where you're going. Why does the path to destruction everyone goes? Because they're born God outside minded. And when you're born again, it's rarely taught or discipled how to keep your mind attached to your spirit. Mm. And people's conversions are so wishy-washy nowadays. They don't have the radical Apostle Paul conversions where it was like total gross darkness into just radical glory throne room light. Most people just kind of raised in a Christian culture. And so Uh it's not a dramatic conversion. So the teaching becomes your dramatic conversion. Apostle Paul had the dramatic conversion and his teaching carried it in the message so that even those that were wishy-washy, that didn't have a radical encounter, that don't see angels all the time, it was in the teaching of the apostle. That's why he wrote scripture. 
There was an impartation for the whole body of Christ so that they could have the radical conversions through the radical teachings of the radical apostles. Amen. Amen. That's so good. The mind on the senses of what? The spirit. So when you're talking about, okay, so I know, now you've established that you know that you want your mind, that you need your mind on your spirit and not on your body, on your flesh. So even though now we have that knowledge established, great, you're farther off than 99% of Christians, but, which is a great thing, that's great, we'll get them later. First you grow, right? Grow where you're planted. But now what are you going to do with that information? Because as of right now, for a lot of, for a lot of viewers, it's still somewhat information. Maybe you feel like, okay, it's, it's, something has changed, but my mind is still on my body. How do I change that? This is how you change that. The mind is going to be on the senses. Your mind is on your external body to the extent that you're controlled by the impulse of the flesh, which is your senses, right? Your five physical senses, what you see and what you feel and what you hear, right? And it's written that we're not supposed to go by what we see. That's in reference to external vision. Also can be vain imaginations. So all the input, oh, I see it, I want it, somebody else has it, I want it, I'm jealous, I, because I feel like I deserve that because of my pride, and like, oh God, why did you give it to them? You know, <laughs> I'm supposed to be mine. Okay, you know, just stop crying for a minute. You'll be okay. God has a plan and a destiny for you. And just because, I tell this to the cats all the time, just because I pet this cat, are you guys listening? Doesn't mean I don't love you as a cat just as much as I love that cat. There's plenty of pets to go around for all the cats in this place. So stop getting angry at each other when I pet one cat or I give something to one cat. Oh, this. We got Sorry, two hissing. cats in the crack house here. My cat and her cat, they live here. Whew. And Brian takes care of them. And. They've never really get, gotten along. And they kind of just stare at each other <laughs> and get jealous over who pets them. Yeah. But today there was no hissing. There was no hissing. I think that's the first time in yeah. like two years. Yeah, I remember how it all went down. It's because my cat holds a grudge. That's why I know. <laughs> <laughs> so and we go from sweeter to sweeter. From sweeter to sweeter. I'm like, oh, breakthrough. There's or no bitter to sweeter. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> But it's relatable, right? Why is that relatable? Because we all still have those things that, oh, is so-and-so, like, it, you know, it's that orphan kind of a spirit. It's that looking and seeing. And just because someone's going to be given a certain similar gift as you, whether it's money, uh, um, Abrahamic uh, increase, wealth, you know, prosperity, usually it's like the prosperity or gifts of the spirit or experiences with God, like, you know. That's something that really just put that on the altar. Because if you can't celebrate what God has put into another man's heart, into another woman's heart, it's not going to work for you. And this is something that John Paul Jackson said that really stuck with me is, God does not make leaders, he makes servants. He makes servants. And then when the person is a servant and they that character is formed, 
usually what happens is the people say, you know, be our leader, or, you know, that's how they get raised up into leadership by the direction of God. God chooses the leaders, but he, he makes servants. And you have to be able to serve what God has put in another man's heart, right? So when you're coming into Red Letter Ministries, can you serve not what God's put into your heart, your vision, your dreams, but what's what God has put into Brandon's heart as a vision from God to carry that out. And that's oftentimes the test. Why did Elisha pass his test? He got a double portion of Elijah. And Elijah wasn't mad about it. He was like, all right, I'm going up. Peace out. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> have a good time down there. But why is that? They said, what did they say of Elisha? He poured water on Elijah's hands. He served Elijah. And because of that notoriety of how well he served, the man of God, who was known as, you know, the, the master, the teacher, he was known as a father. They called him father and they called him master. Elijah, it's written in the word. Samuel, they called a father. Elijah, they called a father and also master. And he's known in heaven now as master of the chariots. So, anyway, interesting for your note-taking. astonishing teaching and so incredible. (laughs) It's absolutely the truth anyhow. And it's not... See, humility is the only way to do this. And if you are serving the apostolic vision inside the apostle's heart, that's the only way any member of the body of Christ is advancing the kingdom. Right. Here's the problem. Everyone's got their own thing going on down here, and there's no submission to the head. Mm, that's the problem. Okay, <laughs> now, can you tell me, what, what would you say if Elisha, instead of doing the right thing and, and serving the vision that God put in Elijah's heart, if he went off and did his own thing, where, what would we even hear about him now? He would not be in the Bible. That's right. He would, he would not even be in heaven. Because he would not be serving what the Lord was doing. If he was down there, can't you wash your own hands, Elijah? Why well, I got to put water on your hands? But that's what they said about him. Yeah. Is there, then when they said, is there any man of God around here that we, that we can find out what God's will is? And someone said, hey, Elisha, he used to pour water on Elijah's hands. He used to serve him. And they're like, okay, that's the guy. Yeah, that's the total, the totally the biblical precedent but it completely contradicts American society. Mm. I mean, it is culture. the exact opposite of our culture. And so you say that stuff, these people freak out. You don't, you don't have 100 people in America doing that right now. Right. And if you want to really get with it and repent and be a kingdom people and not a American people, you, it's a totally mm. different culture amongst angels, guys. And it does not exist in the charismatic church. And they oppose it violently. They begin attacking it, slandering it. They got every name to accuse it. All of the name calling and the slandering is to defend the independence against the unity. There's a rebellion in America, in the Laodicean church. And it's going to be pulverized. It'll be annihilated. But we are facing it. And we are wrestling it out of the Americas. And it's that stubborn independence to do your own thing, which is called iniquity. It's the principality. You know what the principality of iniquity is? Satan himself. <laughs> the devil is the principality of iniquity. And what is iniquity? Jesus told you, doing your own thing. It's doing your own vision. It's doing what you think God has put in your heart for you to do with no 
obedience to the apostolic kingship. And, man, you could just see how people are just so far from the kingdom standard. But look how great it turned out for Elisha. I mean, he got he got time in the Bible. It's, it is written. His name is written. We're so written. far away from the standard. He, I get nervous even describing it to you. It's so... Because I know almost none of you can receive it. I, I, but you know what? For those couple of you that, that can lay hold of this, this is like, you know you have apostolic calling. These are the ones I want to talk to you. Everyone else, you know, we'll get with, we'll, you, we'll learn culture. We learn that God's ways are better than our ways. It works out. There's no fear in perfect love. Uh, but especially for those of you, you have prophetic calling. You have apostolic calling and you know it. You know, it's not, it's, it's, you already know this. This is how you grow in the prophetic this, and apostolic. This it, is it. Is it. This is it right here because Elisha's destiny was wrapped up in Elijah's mantle and his word that he received from God. So the vision that God placed in another man's heart, his servanthood towards that, he became the apostle. So your destiny is in finding where you're called. And if you're already here watching this, I guarantee it's Red Letter Ministries. So it's about, it's literally about serving that vision that God has placed in Brandon's heart. Why it's not just something that Brandon came up with, right? God the Father put that vision in his heart and it's what he wants to do with the kingdom age. That's why I'm here. That's why I help in the ways that I can help with the gifts that God has given me. That's why, you know, you guys, you're here. Like Brian, you help with the gifts that God has given you faithfully, every day, loyally, and that advances the kingdom. And so it's like, you know, you guys, you come in and you add what God has given you an instruction to advance that vision because we share one dream we share one vision we share one goal mm -hmm. those are the kind of people where the chosen are chosen the only ones oh i want to be the chosen i know i'm chosen those are who who can advance the father's one vision he, he's got a singular vision and it is to advance the kingdom of heaven in the earth dimension and as you serve that vision mm -hmm. your destiny comes forth you're gonna have your moment God's going to unveil you you're gonna have that moment of you know validation you're gonna have your times of persecution but those things that you've been looking forward to the promises of God for your life it's all in advancing the vision that God has put into another man aside from yourself that's why Brandon was tested so heavily in this before God would unveil that vision to him, and that's what he's carrying to fruition. Um, yeah, it's the kingdom, and so just to obliterate humanity, because it's, yeah. this ain't human, it's Jesus inside special messengers. It's not about loyalty to a human being. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ lives inside human beings, which means unless you're faithful to Christ in others, mm -hmm. you're not faithful to Christ at all. Right, and this is what I when love. When you're God outside-minded, that's when you're just faithful to angels of light. Right. But being faithful to Jesus is being faithful to Christ inside others. Amen. 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 That's, that's so good. And if you can get this today, that's your whole uh, best possible destiny to come forth. And that's something that specifically I really love that about, you know, our uh, prophet and man of God, Shadrach. This man is literally opened the eyes of the blind, healed the lame that couldn't walk and now they can walk, and raised the dead physically. But he understands that this vision that God has put in another man is 
also what his destiny is wrapped into because that is the will the main thing that God's doing in the earth right now is bringing the kingdom age forth in this way through cosmic righteousness this is the way the highway of holiness and because he understands that we have a small group of people coming together now those of you who are participating online those who are coming in in agreement and alignment you're supporting you know you're supporting the cosmic front lines that is advancing the father's vision that is what's pleasing to the father is his will be done not just all the oh i want people to be nice to each other and for there are generally people to believe be believers but when you look at the bible when I said, God, I want to get into my destiny path, I'm, I was when I was off, where do I need to be? Whatever it takes to get me there, let me be there. And what I saw was this vision of, in all the history of the whole world, there have been many things going on in all the world. But in the Bible, what is the theme? There were other things going on in the world. God was doing a bunch of other stuff in those times. There were other believers than David. There were other people, you know, in, in the in the world that were serving God in some measure in the Bible, but they're not written. Why are those ones written? Because those timelines and those stories of those realities of those human lives were the very forefront, like a golden thread throughout all time and history. That was the main thing at that time that God was focused on doing in the earth. And when I saw that vision, I said, whatever it takes, God, please take me to where that main, that golden thread is right now. I just suddenly became aware by not the word of knowledge. Whoa, there's something that God's doing in the earth right now at the forefront, just like all the Bible is written throughout all time in history. Even like Azusa Street, that was the main thing he was doing at that time. What are you doing right now? I know you're doing something in the earth. And it, some of you, you're similar to me in that way. You looked for it and you found it. This is it. And he quickly changed everything in my life to bring me there. And he answered my prayer from that day. And I knew, and there was confirmation and signs and wonders and the audible voice of God that this is it. You found it. During the church age was a very different standard. It'd be like, what church do you go to? But that ain't biblical. In the kingdom age, it really should be, what apostleship are you in? And right. what sapphire stone are you, are you standing on right now? So we have all kinds of church tradition garbage. Even charismatic Pentecostal tradition that needs to be anathema out of our souls, out of our flesh, out of our spirits, to get a kingdom vision. When you were talking about honoring the apostolic vision in an apostleship, I saw a vision of a ship. And I saw everyone on that ship advancing the kingdom, serving on the ship, understanding the captain, he has charts of navigation directly from God the Father. And so as you grow in an apostleship, you are sailing sapphire seas through sapphire stones, which is rivers of living water. Literally, it is star navigation. It's absolutely biblical star navigation 
walking and sailing on pathways of, of living waters through the stars. And when you have experience on a ship, you grow as a veteran in faith. And that's how faith grows through a company of people growing together. And apostleships are not supposed to be small, they're meant to be large, but because it is so contrary to Christian church, mm -hmm. you don't have people talking like that. They're not actually kingdom. It's mm -hmm. not biblical, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Christianity. It's human church with an externalism of Christianity added to it. So it's basically the pinnacle of humanism. We're coming out of the Stone Age, and just like if you watch the intro for this video uh, that we just did, that we're doing right now, the intro of Bob Jones, he said that his time, that was the Stone Age. <laughs> but as a prophet, he went from Stone Age to the stars, and he said, now your job, which means this is something you have to do, now your job, what is your job? If you don't do your job, you're what? You're failing. Because you're not doing your job. It's not you, and doing your job right now is as simple as using the skill set you have. Mm -hmm. Some of you can clean, some of you can watch kids, mm -hmm. some of you can build, some of you can mentor, can teach, some of you have a strengths of purity, some of you have strengths of all kinds of different strengths to cover each other's weaknesses to grow together. But God has visited the earth and has given gifts to all of us. You have gifts using them on a ship to advance the kingdom is your purpose right now to be the best at it in what you're doing and if you can't discover that stuff you know it's time to get some mm -hmm. deliverance yep and your job <laughs> is to go into the stars so you're going to take your gifts into the stars and also that verse when it says god gave gifts to men right away they list off the teachers and the preachers the apostles the prophets and all these gifts who what were the gifts men and women those were the gifts and what you were saying uh, as far as the the intimidation the mockery the slander all that stuff mm. that kind of comes up around this topic yeah. of what we were seeing lately is goliath right because people are trying to go into the promised land dealing with promised land giants you know the, the battles at the front line at a specific time when they saw intimidation mockery and slander mm. you see that with goliath mm, that's a good word yeah he, he what was he doing he was mocking he was slandering israel yep. right and so those gifts of the five th that's the five-fold ministry he gave gifts to men that five-fold whether like brandon said you're cleaning we, your job is to go up into the stars so you do your job in the stars mm -hmm. like we talked about yesterday you know, if you're a house mom, clean as a prophet. Guess what? You just cleaned all the demon gunk off of the, off of your kids, off of your, out of your house. You're vacuuming. I, when you turn the air filter on, or you turn, sucking up the demons with the vacuum cleaner like Ghostbusters, by faith. But listen to this: mm. those five stones. So there. So, what did David? He got five smooth stones, right? We are like, yeah, we were the prophetic. We've known that for 20 years. It's the, you know, five. It's the fivefold. Well, okay. Never done this before. <laughs> okay, you know, those this were in new the river. territory for the body. All right, five smooth stones with the names of Yad Hey Vav Hey written on your forehead are what assault and destroy the mm. mockers and the intimidation of the Goliaths. Those five stones are Y H V H. Well, that's only four, right? What's the fifth? The olive that precedes them. 
or the breath of his mouth that slays Satan. If you write Yad Hey, Vav Hey, that first Yad, hmm. if you look at the crown of it on the top, it's called a thorn, the crown of his, the thorn of the crown. That represents that little, that little mark, that dot up there, that crown, represents the olive, the breath. Yod hey, vav hey. It's that breath before he even speaks his name. Quieter than the quiet whisper of the voice of the spirit. The breath of his mouth that slays Satan, which is, if you remember from our studies, I will nasa my eyes to Keter. That's what it is, is Keter, represented that olive. I will nasa my eyes to Keter from where my help comes from. Wow. Yahweh inscribed on the forehead and looking at, at Keter, the crown of life. Sapphire stones. And Jesus is the sapphires. It's, wow, it's amazing. NASA. <laughs> so while we're enjoying these delicious realms, <laughs> the Lord wanted to talk about NASA requirements. <clears throat> so the basic qualification requirements, the astronaut candidate selection, this is from the NASA website. Basic qualification requirements. The astronaut candidate selection process was developed to select highly qualified individuals for human space programs. Astronaut candidates are selected on an as-needed basis. Both civilian and military personnel are considered for the program. Applicants, all of whom must be citizens of the United States, or in our case, Heavenly Jerusalem, must meet a series of minimum requirements. The requirements for astronaut candidates are a bachelor's degree from a, an accredited institution in engineering, oh, you're covered, biological science, physical science, or mathematics. I know that disqualifies all of you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Quality of academic preparation is important. The degree must be followed by at least three years of related, progressively responsible, professional experience. Right after three, by now, by three years, you should be a teacher. But we have to go over the basics again. He said, or give the tree. If it's not bearing fruit. What did he say? Give it three years, and, and we'll take care of the tree. And by then, it should be bearing fruit. If not, then we cut it down and throw it up. All right. But we have better things in hope for you. Or elite, or at least, this is a word for someone, 1,000 hours of pilot in command time in jet aircraft. An advanced degree is desirable and may be substituted. So an advanced degree is desirable, but it may be substituted for experience as follows. A master's degree is equal to one year of experience. A doctoral degree is equal to three years of experience. Teaching experience, including experience at the K through 12 
levels is considered to be qualifying experience for the astronaut candidate position. Right? So, kindergarten teachers, you're, you might be qualified. <laughs> Therefore, educators are encouraged to apply. Additional requirements include the ability to pass the NASA long-duration space flight physical, which includes the following specific requirements. Distant and near visual acuity, right? Visual accuracy must be correctable to 2020 in each eye, right? In your Hakma and Bina. Not that you have to have already perfect 2020 vision, but you must be correctable unto 2020 vision. Blood pressure not to exceed 140 over 90, measured in a sitting position. And the candidate must have a standing height of between 62 and 75 inches, which is 5.1 feet to 6.25 feet. So, sorry, no dwarves. <laughs> you can help from this. Not disqualifying <laughs> midgets and giants. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but this, unless your inner man. Now, now listen to this. What it, re- but what this really means, whether you're tall or you're short, the limitations. This, what it means is the limitations of not too much false humility, right? Not too short, and not too much pride remaining in the vessel. Right, so not too much false humility and not too much pride. Just like the vision, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be within a standard measurement for you to be ready to launch. Standard heart requirements, Ephesians 4.13. Until, it is written, until we all come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And what is that? The five smooth stones. The fivefold is until you grow up into maturity. Applicants for the astronaut candidate program must meet the basic education requirements for NASA. Now this is interesting too, that NASA is in the process of identifying possible near-Earth asteroids to explore with the goal of visiting an asteroid in 2025. And this is what they said, it's every bit as exciting in a different way. We're going to deep space. We're going to deep space. You turn around and take a picture of the Earth and it's going to be a dot. Yad. You're not even going to see the atmosphere. Going to an asteroid, man, it's tough and risky and dangerous. How cool is that? Space radiation and long-term isolation will be among the biggest challenges for deep space missions. They recommended a tiered approach to training missions with a series of ever longer expeditions preparing astronauts to the long trek to asteroids and eventually Mars. Now I thought, what asteroid could they possibly be interested in visiting? The first one that came to mind for me is that potato-shaped one that we shared on Facebook recently that has estimated value in precious metals of 10,000 quadrillion dollars. I'll say that again, 10,000 
quadrillion dollars <laughs> estimated value. That's just the first thing that popped in my mind. I'm, I gotta believe that's the one they want to visit so that badly that they would land on an asteroid. So news sources show that there was an expense, like we're talking finances, we're talking your requirements as a spirit being in the stature of Christ in the fivefold following the vision of what God has put into another man to get into apostleship and going into the stars. What are your requirements to launch? And now we're talking finances, right? Why do we study the shadows? What's going on in the natural realm around us? Always speak of the invisible things, whether of this, our kingdom, or the kingdom of the other side, the dark kingdom, the kingdom of hell. So it's kingdom of heaven or kingdom of hell. And usually, they have their eyes on the same thing, and usually they're asking the same question, right? Who do you think you are? It's the same question, it's the same topic, but it's two different kingdoms, so you need a double-edged sword. So the news sources show that there was an expensive delay in the program. It was supposed to be 2022, but it has been delayed because of software issues to 2023. The top 10 most exciting space missions to watch in 2023 from this article. So 2023 top missions, the return to Earth of Osiris. Yeah, that'd be interesting. And uh, NASA's Psyche asteroid mission launches. 2023 NASA's Psyche. Mm asteroid mission. Who remembers what we taught recently at Joel's Bar about Psyche, what Psyche was in the Hebrew equivalent in the layers of the soul? Does anyone remember what Psyche is in the Hebrew requirements? If you know, you can go ahead and type it in the comments. Alright, and the answer is Nefesh. Nefesh. So, these things are not for no reason manifesting now, Psyche is the asteroid that's worth 10,000 quadrillion dollars. <laughs> and that's what we just taught about recently on Joel's Bar. The Psyche <laughs> is an afesh. I will NASA my eyes to Keter from where my help comes from. The value from. of renewing the mind. Now, listen to this. It gets even better. The world's economy was worth about 85 trillion Okay, and now some people are like, oh, dollars, and you're gonna, you might manifest a little bit, but I want you to break that open. We've had certain um, episodes that we've done on here just talking about money and quantity. It's not just some far-off thing. The kingdom of heaven is full of riches. The streets are literally made of gold. Gold is literally just pavement there. So the mind has to be renewed not to fear finances, large dollar amounts. Some people are terrified just to count a cash Parables drawer. Parables of the talents. Talents yes. are $4,000 per talent. So Jesus taught in dollar amounts right. in the parables often. Right. And some of you have an Abrahamic type of calling to abundance and to be someone who takes care of people, right? To bring the kingdom age forth. Some of you have that calling, so it's important for you to renew the mind. So the world's economy was worth about $85 trillion in 2018. Which meant that if the asteroid came back to Earth at that time, the global economy would collapse. The UK's Daily Mirror, Daily Mirror, 
Did we not just talk about Mirror? Okay. The UK's Daily Mirror said that if the asteroid was brought back to Earth, that's in 2018, and the profits divvied out equally, all 7 billion people on Earth at that time would have become billionaires overnight. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Can I get a witness? Okay. In Just twi- one asteroid <laughs> heaven coming to Earth. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. In, you're like, all oh, your poverty is going to be ended. All right, come on. It's tw- really wild, but it's the truth, isn't it? One asteroid could... They say, oh, an asteroid, if an asteroid hit the Earth, they always say it could destroy all life on the Earth. And they say, but if we brought it in financially, it could destroy the whole economy and the world system. Okay, so in 2020, so that was t- 2018. In 2020, the global GDP was worth $88 trillion, right? It went up from $85 trillion in 2018 to $88 trillion in 2020. Then it was reported in 2021 that the world economy was to top a hundred trillion in 2022 for the first time. Okay, so what about 2023? PopulationU.com cites countries by GDP rank saying the world's GDP is 112.6 trillion in 2023 as opposed to 103.86 trillion as in 2022. So in 2022, the world economy topped 100 trillion for the first time. It went above that to 100, about 103.8 trillion. Now in 2023, it's at 112.6 trillion. World wealth, cosmic wealth, signs and wonders in the heavens, and studying the shadows. And as we're decreeing this, because of the, the nature of this broadcast, that seed is being deposited, so just receive that. Without fear, without jealousy, without all the mind things, and just let it, the Lamb of God on the throne in your spirit is worthy to receive 112 and more billion, trillion, or 10,000 quintillion dollars because he is perfect and he is humble, and he is the ruler of the cosmos. Okay, so, world wealth, cosmic wealth, signs and wonders in the heavens and studying the shadows on the 10 quadrillion dollar psyche or nefesh asteroid. NASA wants a close-up of one of the world's most intriguing, (laughs) I'm sure, and possibly one of the most valuable asteroids we know of. They call it 16 Psyche. After software issues in 2022 delayed the mission it's now set to go skyward on a spacex falcon heavy rocket on a low cost (laughs) discovery class robotic space mission (laughs) to find out if it is really made of iron and nickel the orbiter is due to arrive at psyche in august of 2029 i can see my prophetic our prophetic friends writing that down august of 2029 Sometime beyond the original estimated January 2026 arrival, it would have achieved if it was launched in 2022. So, to begin at least 21 months in orbit, mapping and studying the asteroid's properties. The Psyche mission is a journey to a unique metal-rich asteroid orbiting the Sun, and it, Psyche, it is between Mars and Jupiter. 
right, between Mars and Jupiter. We also have Europe's new mission to Jupiter, SpaceX's orbital flight test of a starship, and Rocket Lab's Venus Life Finder probe. Psyche, Nefesh, <laughs> Yetzira, and more. Hakma, which is called Abba, that fatherly inspiration that corresponds to the soul. The part of your soul called the Chaya. The letter Yud. And the world of Absolute. Where life begins adjacent to God. Bina is Ima, mother. Which corresponds to Berea, the world of Berea, the soul part of you that is called Neshama. And the first hay of the Yad Hay. Hased, Gevra, Tiferet, Netzak, Had, and Yasad. Those are called the sun. The fire rose, the Vav. They correspond to the Vav and to the universe of Yetzira. Emotions, those are the emotions. That then, the final hay of Yad He, Vav He, is produced in the world of Asaya and the sapphire of Malkut, which is known as that soul part of you called Nefesh, or in Greek, Psyche. That is called, as some would call it, the daughter, or Shekinah. Amen. Some deep, rich wisdom. Mm. So, space exploration in the natural, intensifying with technological advancements, and in the spiritual. So, they always coincide. And as you advance spiritually, the things in the realm of the natural all get advanced in your life. Every one of you who's cleaned up your life and has begun to experience divine success, you know it's because of one thing, the development of your spirit and the success of your spirit in Christ Jesus. This is why it's called wisdom. Wisdom is the prioritizing of eternal things. Wisdom builds seven pillars in the spirit. Why? Because then it fixes the seven pillars in the natural. When you build seven pillars in the spirit, you stand upon them in the natural. That's why the wise men, when they came, they're called wise men, but then they're also called later kings. Why? Because it's the same exact thing. Wisdom in the spirit producing kingship in the realm of the natural. But humility in these days is to come as magi, is to come as wise men. And so getting wisdom, developing your spirit, learning truth that is hard for the human to hear, learning truth that the brain doesn't shred as irrelevant, and not being lazy in hearing truth, studying to show yourself approved in the truth that challenges your humanity. That's why there's new PDF files for download oh, in the yeah. app. Yeah, um, the master class and yep. 
you know, we fixed the login so you can log in on Apple phones through Facebook or a Google account for Apple or, and Androids for your phones and your tablets so that you can get the visualization of what's going on in you. And you can print some of this stuff, put it on your wall, put it on your refrigerator, and begin to learn a higher teaching than what you're comfortable with in your Christianity. Because you're only going to grow if you're challenged. We have really come to a place of being lukewarm in the charismatic church and not even, not even allowing to be heard higher teaching of a higher angelic realm, really in the prophetic. The prophetic hasn't had a, a really celestial challenge in a very long time. I mean, I haven't heard anyone else in all prophetic circles in the world talk about the stars and the sun and the moon and going there, except Bob Jones. Bobby Connor never talks about it. Um, I don't know any other ministry that's teaching it other than what Bob Jones laid out for a future sonship company. Right, and also I want to add to that because I can hear some people's thoughts of naming different, oh, what about this person? We're talking about, we're not talking about false ascension because the people that, if you find them on YouTube right now, who say they're glory stream or even drunken glory or you know in the presence of God those ones who are teaching saving principalities they teach them in a little bit more disguised way you know what do they call it final or total reconciliation or something like that they use the different words but what they are trying to do is actually save principalities those ones they teach ascension they do teach going up into the stars uh, but it's not the true path of Enoch they talk about Enoch but they don't test the spirits uh, they don't, there's never any talk about how they tested them. And if they're trying to save principalities, they're already eaten up by cosmic principalities. So you're actually better off just being on the ground in the word and the Bible and the river and go through the narrow gate and go up correctly. Because if you're eating from some of those other ministries that are teaching, you know, cosmic ascension, but they don't have the narrow way, if they were really on the narrow path, they would be in agreement and walking together as one with us and they're not and they're teaching saving principalities so those ones do not count anyone who's actually in the word of god in the spirit and in truth that's still you know maybe earthbound they haven't found their way up yet like you know bobby connor like you mentioned they're just they're not talking about this because they haven't gone up yet and i wish they were accurate i wish they were right and you know how much easier it'd be for us if you had a whole bunch of ministries that were just spot Together, on in yeah. sapphire stones going the way of Moses and the Lamb and ascending correctly, but it's not out there. And the ones that are attempting to be celestial are way off. I'm telling you now, way off. And I've been through most of them, and you know it messed me up too. So finding this way is extremely costly. You know, and here's the evidence that you're in the way. When you conquer the second heavens, earth is completely healed, which means anyone pioneering and doing this work accurately, biblically, you know, apostolically, will have dynamic transformation for all civilization on planet earth, which means everybody gets benefited. Right. Like, for example, we talked about technology and watching NASA and watching development. So there's no competition or envy and strife. Right. It can't be if you have any revelation right. about right. what this actually is. And this is, it's different than, you know, we've talked about what's different between the false prophetic and imaginations. So like, just for example, how it comes into the natural dimension, there was not a breakthrough in quantum computing 
until uh, when I was waiting on the Lord one time and the Father spoke to me and he gave me quantum revelation. And when I took that quantum revelation and wrote it down and released it online, then right away they got a breakthrough and then they came out with the first like, you know, working quantum computer. And that was just scientists. And we see that repeated throughout history. When the sons of God walk in the spirit, and especially once you become cosmic and you start ascending the lightning path of Enoch, straight and narrow way of Jesus Christ, he is the way. When God gives you that revelation and then you release it, it automatically brings that into the earth dimension for increases in you know technology and different ways of healing. And this is one that you know Bobby Connor released because the Lord told him this one. He's been to heaven too. When he said that there would be a plant stem that they would discover and it would cure um, dementia and Alzheimer's. It would treat all these things. An aquatic plant. An aquatic plant. And so he brought the revelation. And so when you bring that, it starts to make it available for, for people to, to work with. So that's what's happening. And the higher up you go, the more instant it is. Instead of just telling people what it is and the time delay, it's the higher up we go, it's going to be more instant. Like you get the revelation, release it. They don't even have to hear me say it. They don't have to hear it. It just, it'll go. It'll go right to Because you have angels on earth instead of demons. Yep. And Jesus Christ yep. said the harvest at the end of the age is harvested by men and women. No, by angels. That's red letters. It'll be the angels that are the workers at the end of the age. Why? Because you've brought heaven to earth, which means the angels are on earth and the demons are not. As soon as you begin ascending into these realms, because you're standing on the moon, you're standing on the sun, you're standing on Neptune, you're standing on Saturn, you're standing on Uranus, you're bringing angelic ability and angel armies. You are bringing literal angels because you're a temple, you're a portal into the world. And unless you go up, they don't come down. They stay there waiting for an assignment. You have to ascend mm -hmm. in order for them to descend. Right. Only the sons of God advance society, right? Yeah. Only the children of the resurrection can bring the, an the angels down to earth in the level that removes demons. So the reason why you have breakthrough in every area, because they won't have demons in every area. It's as simple as measurements of the demonic and the holy angelic. So as you ascend, you bring down the holy angelic, which means they'll go out there as sentient beings and just terrorize the enemy. That's what they're horrified about. A people that will stand like commanders on posts, on sapphire stones, on the mountaintop, and just release angel armies through what? The Word. Through the Word. The Word of God that they're conducting from the Father's throne. Adam and Eve were created to be mediators of all the Father and the Lamb into the heavens and the earth. And when they fell, that whole influx there became possessed by the enemy. So what you're doing is you're going back and then you're you're cleansing and vacuuming it out in all the mid-heavens so that original design can be performed, which is only angelic and no demonic. And when you get rid of the demonic, every aspect of life on earth gets better. So it'll be a flood of life. Jesus said the workers at the end of the age be angels. So I just told you how the angels come by you ascending. Amen. When that happens, the life of the Father is what floods the midheavens. And when you flood the midheavens, because you're there, you'll have your connection to the earth. So the floods will hit the earth. 
it'll be a flood of life. Therefore, death gets swallowed up in victory. So resurrection is called the resurrection and the life. So the resurrection brings down the life of the Father and the life of the Lamb and the life of the seven spirits of God, God's sevenfold Holy Spirit. Then that life goes through you as in Ezekiel 47 living water temple or temple of divine life and floods the earth. So it's going to be flooded with a substance of light and life through your temples. So this is how you learn how this works. When you begin to rise, you begin to experience all the stuff in your hearts and your minds that opposes life and light. Now you're wrestling with the enemy. Now you're wrestling principalities. Apostle Paul says, in the apostolic, everyone wrestles principalities. Why? Because you're going up into the realms that they have damned the flow of God's light and life. So when you maintain that elevation, that principality no longer blocks God's light and life from coming down all the way to the earth. That's why Jesus Christ said, top priority, Matthew 6, red letters, was that you bring the quality of the Father's light and life, which is heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. And this is the only way you can do it. So prayer is ultimately consecrating your body in the way that is the internal path hidden from the enemy, right here, the, pl the place of the heart, the place of the sapphires in the abdomen, Song of Songs 5.14, it is written, and then going up and maintaining the elevations to bring the Father's life down into the earth. That's where, why you're challenged and opposed. That's why people demonically influence gossip and slander against you constantly, because this is what destroys the entire kingdom of hell. And that's what we're doing. And you're going to learn how to do it too. When you learn righteousness, you destroy wickedness. Righteousness and wickedness are like the high towers of the two kingdoms. The issue is the majority, 99%, are not skilled in either. Most sinners are not skilled in wickedness. They're completely clueless. They're just down here like animals. That's true. Most Christians are not skilled in righteousness. They're just down here trying to be good in a human nature. That's true. So the vast majority have no skill in either righteousness or wickedness. Our job is to train you in the skill of righteousness. Not just to be a good Christian. Not just to be moral but to be raised from the dead, to be Jesus, the King of glory. Amen. Amen. Moral resurrection. <laughs> that is so powerful. From just barely getting by, to walking in power and righteousness, the floods of the light of the holiness of God, of the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, coming out of you, out of your belly like rivers of living water. And I noticed... I noticed a thing as we're going through the master class training and righteousness training and righteousness most of your questions that come up lately in comments or messages in different posts have already been answered in the master class so mm -hmm. I want to encourage you if you've seen all or even most of the videos where we're at right now it's completely brand new 
And I have not heard a question yet that has not already been answered in the masterclass training in righteousness. On top of that, I've been getting a lot of requests for a map. You know, Rebecca, can you give us a map, a picture? Well, here's the thing. If you click on the link and you watch it on YouTube, the, you, countless times we go over it. We have the, the visual aids are on the YouTube. So you watch it, and if you really watch all the videos, there are instructions during the video that teach you how to make your chart, how to know exactly where you are. And one of the most important things, like we've been talking about recently, is you individually, you need to know exactly where you are on that path. Because you, there's no going up. If you just go up blindly, you can't maintain it. It can only be maintained through wisdom and understanding, right? And as you conquer that, it's literally, we've talked about how to do this on the Joel's Bars recently, so I'm not going to go into that again. But I will say, like Brandon said, if you go into the app and you click on, right, the Glory Life app, which you can find links in here, click on School of the Magi, which only appears if you create a login. And at the very top of the content, you'll see it's a little blue picture and it says map, map of the cosmos or map to the cosmos. You click on that. There are instructions in there and you just click on that and you download that PDF. It's an eight and a half by 11 print. You can literally print it out on a sheet of paper. You can put it in a thumb drive, take it to, if you have a, a local uh, FedEx that has the print station. You can get a friend who has a printer. Whatever you need to do to print it out, or you can hand draw your own by looking at it. Somehow, some way, where there's a will and there's a way, you can get this thing out on paper. Print it, or draw it, whatever it is that you can do. And it has instructions on there. You write out the Hebrew name. You write out the name of the planet. And then you need to draw the lightning path. And when I say lightning path, I don't mean just all the connections that they have. There is only one way up. And we've described it countless times. If you you go, you know, if you go in the Lord's Prayer, it's the end of the Lord's Prayer. That starts the journey up. Now, if you don't already have it memorized, if you've been watching the master's class and actually paying attention. It was mentioned in there that you need to memorize the lightning path. So now here's my thing is if you're saying that you've already watched the class, but now you're wanting all these other things when you've already been instructed to write it down, you've already been instructed to memorize it. You've already been told again and again that you need to know the names of the sapphires. You know, there's only a point. This isn't always going to be kindergarten class or, you know, we have war going on in the cosmos, right? Frontline observers, if they were, if there's a frontline observer in the natural realm in Vietnam, you wouldn't be bothering that guy. Hey, can you help me write all my homework and do it for me and just give it to me on a silver platter? I asked the Lord about it because I was just going to make everything and put together and just give it to you. And, you know, the Lord told me, he said... I want you, I'm going to tell you, he said, I'm going to tell you what I told Bobby Connor. Don't let your gifting be an excuse for people's laziness. Now, I know that sucks to hear that, oh, oh, you're calling me lazy. That's the human nature, the animal, 
the unsanctified, the uncircumcised nefesh. Just do it for me. Gimme, gimme, gimme. If you're actually going to learn righteousness, you take the time, do the work, study to show yourself approved on the sapphire stones. Oh, I don't have hours in the day. You print off one piece of paper and you just check off your little box. You'll learn, you do those four things listed there and you are going to be where you need to be. Now, if you go to fill it in and you said, I don't know every single answer and how to fill out those four things are all completely taught perfectly and clearly in the master class, which means you should go and do the master class. So yeah, workbooks and all, all that. I mean, I'll tell you from experience now. It's been uh, seven months or so since I've been rising in righteousness and into the sun and, and experiencing the sapphire stones and really begin to practice true biblical righteousness. Unless I knew where I was at and my mind had it, it wasn't real. It wasn't activated. That's why it's by the renewing of the mind, which is revelation of the mind, to what your inner spirit, your spirit, is doing and where your spirit's at and where your soul's at, where your body's at. My people perish for lack of knowledge, not knowing where they're at, not knowing what they're doing, and then not learning and listening and not applying it to their lives. So there is a studying to show yourself approved and not be ashamed, which means to not live in darkness. Um, Studying Torah is taking the word and just regurgitating it and putting it into your senses constantly. You need to kind of get a, a mindset for biblical times. The apostles would spend their time in prayer in the study of the word. So then when the word is taught, it was to be imparted into the people to have the same knowledge so we can walk the same path. There were high priests set apart as apostles in the in the first century, the 12 apostles of the Lamb. It's like a high priesthood that had a super abundance of study and wisdom and experience because they're called to do that. Now they are to what? Feed the sheep. Get everyone on board of doing the same thing. So you change their minds. You change their hearts. You change their attitudes. You change how they spend their time and what they do and what they think, what they say. And you enculturate them in the path, mm-hmm. in the way. Yeah, Stephen took it seriously. And he read their letters, and he listened when they would preach, and he had a glowing face. Yet he was a, a servant of tables, right? And so, just like Brandon said, fifteen hundred years before Bibles, right? And exactly what you know, what Brandon just said, the Spirit told me the same thing today. He said, you know, back then, he said my apostles, they were the ones that would bring the word. They, they, you know, they would get the download. They would teach the people. They'd walk in all these things. And so, what he said, this is a, he writes a letter to the church. This is a letter to the the church in you know the, you know this place, and it's like you know, Paul wrote this, you know Luke wrote this, all those letters back then they had paper. It was a form of communication. They had pen, they had paper. They wrote a letter, and what were the instructions? Take this letter and read it to the whole church. Well, you know the Lord said that today, what He uses today, YouTube videos. Take this YouTube video and watch it on your. You don't even have to gather in one place for someone to read what the apostle said. You can literally open up your cell phone, 
and he wants and it easy to grow. It's not yeah. a difficult thing. So there's a wonderful convenience yeah. nowadays, nowadays to just tap into feasting for your spirit. Book of Acts says that the early church grew by spending their time meditating, learning all the apostles' teachings. That's in the Bible now. They spent their time making the importance of their Christian life, whatever the apostles were saying, that's what they were studying. That's what it says in the Bible. You got people out here just studying whatever they want. So they're not even participating with the advancing of the kingdom. Do my own thing ministries. I don't want Elisha's double portion. There is a battle strategy to going into the word and using it for this season. It is equipping yourselves for this season of what God the Father is doing now. Otherwise, all of your personal study is worthless if it's not used to advance the kingdom. And honestly, that's the majority of what Christians are doing out there. They're not relevant. Your individuality is what separates you from the corporate body advancing the kingdom. God's going to get people into a, a wisdom to advance the kingdom. Amen. That's good. And I want to encourage you, if any of any part of this it feels uncomfortable for you or somewhat kind of irritating or annoying or like, oh, or you feel like a self-defense rise up. Oh, well, that's, that's, well, I, da, 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 you know, I want to encourage you that that's a great sign that uh, it, there's a circumcision of the heart that's going on. When we feel that irritation, we feel that confrontation with what we might possibly be doing wrong. How could I possibly do any wrong? I don't do any wrong. It's just others, right? When you feel that kind of correction and that irritation, right? We want to come here for correction. Like when Brian and I come together, it's for, you know, building up, but also for correction. Iron sharpens iron. Now, just remind yourself, I want it on earth as it is in heaven. Just you, that's what you want, right? You know that. So go into that place. Well, how do we realistically make that happen? Well, do you remember the Yod Hey, the Vav Hey? You have Bina, which is that first Hey. That represents the world to come. That means bringing this down of heaven on earth. How does that happen? That fire rose represented in the Vav, which are the emotions, the world of Yetzir is what it represents. That circumcision of the emotions of the soul, which is what we're dealing with now, in correction, in to inspire a change of behavior in order to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, to God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that correction, as you feel that uncomfortable, and you're like, all right, I'm going to get with the program, I'm going to obey, whatever area of my life needs correction, maybe it's what what we mentioned today, maybe it's something else, let it cut. And so when that fire rose, that vav of your soul is cut, circumcised that's when the yod hey right of uh, through bina can come down through that like a funnel into malkut which represents the earth dimension or your world my world our world and how we actually bring heaven to earth it's through the sword amen glory I got a few scriptures here. I think I'm going to read them to you and close out today. One of the scriptures from the Bob Jones video. We might play it again here as yeah. we end, as we end. 
but how the sun and the moon and the stars praise the Lord. Just getting your, your heart and your mind caught up into the celestial realm. You know, first, when you begin to imagine these things, it, what it does is it opens up the heart and the mind to begin to experience them. And then the teaching, the biblical teaching, the revelatory, apostolic, and prophetic word going into your hearts to solidify you and then renew your mind to begin to experience these places. It's the word of God that gives your soul entry to experiencing these realms. The word is the sword and the word is the key to all kingdom realms that are available in all your believing hearts. Your heart is like the whole kingdom of heaven and now the renewing of the mind is like using the keys to go in and experience it. It's like sucking your mind within to ascend upward and you use keys which are scriptures. And so these are some scriptures that can be some keys, some swords to open realms in your hearts, to renew your minds. And the word will remove the blockages. It'll remove the darkness, the fogginess, the confusion, and, and make it real to you. In Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father, for anointing your word. Let this word go forth and renew these minds into new sapphire realms inside people's hearts. And I thank you for their angels, helping them navigate and write down clearly where they're standing on the sapphire stones. Amen. Oh, she wants to stand right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sapphire stone you want to stand on right now, huh? Okay. Okay. Job 38.2. Why do you confuse the issue? Why do you talk without knowing what you're talking about. Pull yourself together, cassette. <laughs> Up on your feet. Stand tall. <laughs> I have some questions for you, and I want some straight answers. Where were you when I created the earth? Tell me, since you know so much. Who decided on the size? Certainly, you'll know that. Who came up with the blueprints? Blueprints and measurements. Who was its foundation poured? And who set... <laughs> The cornerstone, while the morning stars <laughs> sang in chorus and all the angels shouted praise. <laughs> and who took charge of the ocean when it gushed forth like a baby from the womb? That was me. I wrapped it in soft clouds and touched it in safety. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Psalms 136.9, praise him who set in place the moon and stars to rule over the night. His tender love for us continues on forever. And here's the big one. Psalms 148.1 Hallelujah. Praise God from heaven. Praise God from heaven. Praise Him from the mountaintops. Praise Him, all you His angels. Praise Him, all you His warriors. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, you morning stars. Praise mm. Him, you morning NASA, stars. NASA to the morning stars. Yep, that's the verse. NASA to the morning stars. Wow. Psalms 148.1. Praise Him, high heaven, Arabath. Praise Ooh. Him, heavenly rain clouds, all seven heavens. Praise Him. Oh, let praise, let them praise the name of yad heh vav -Heh. He spoke the word, and there they were. 
Psalm 148.3 Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all stars of light. Praise Him, all stars of light. In Psalms 150, verse 1 Praise the Eternal. Praise the true God inside His temple. Praise Him beneath the massive skies, under moonlit stars and rising sun. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See you guys. When I was born, I didn't see electrical light until I was nine in Arkansas. I didn't see an auto until I was about nine. You might call that the Stone Age. <laughs> and I've lived all this time. I went, went from the Stone Age to the stars. Your job is to go to the stars. want to give an offering tonight so into your heavenly flight so into the path of the stars laid before you 
and value that as your upward calling in Christ Jesus. And really, where you sow, there you're going to grow. So as you give tonight, the Holy Spirit puts it on your heart to give. I want you to give into the sapphire path. I want you to give into that realm to open up and made valuable to your mind through finances, valuing that realm so it begins to be seen by your brain as you value it through sacrifice. And it's a powerful prophetic act to give into the realm where you're going. In Jesus' name, amen.